Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. <laughs> this is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, Randy Orton commits to SmackDown and RKO's Nick Aldis. Seth Rollins versus Jay Uso in a title match on Raw. We have your NXT deadline predictions. And Nick Wayne brings his mom to work. That and a whole bunch more tonight <laughs> on the Band from Ringside podcast. I'm sorry, it's still funny. <laughs> Thanks for selling it again, good. Mom, this bully's fucking with me at school. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Handra Bullock, Missing Heliality. <laughs> and sitting directly across from me, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? You know it's all about the boom. BFR, baby. And I'm not love we know it. I'll ask your congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band from Ringside podcast, volume 337, chapter 3, verse 14. And the good smart says, Hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the Holy Trinity at BFR. I like the Nick Wayne of mom's turn, but it was a little, little, I guess, predictable, but we'll talk about that later. Outside that, another fantastic week of wrestling that we're going to dive into shortly. And out there in Portland, Oregon, we have two beers. Zach Coleman, what's going on? Two beers, BFR West is in the house. Uh, happy four-year anniversary to the Roman Reigns dog food segment to those who celebrate. I did, you know, somebody wow. else brought up the dog food segment. I do not remember what is that, that when, is. Is that when Corbin shoved the dog food in his mouth? Yeah, he was I do a big dog. That. And yeah. so he rubbed the – they, they tied him to the, the post and rubbed dog food all over him. That was uh, four years ago today. Yep, I do remember God, that. Man, I do not remember that. That's I totally remember that. pretty baller, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish I remembered it. And sitting to We've my... a long way. And sitting to my right... What up, turn? <laughs> we got Vice, Bo Eastman. What's going on, Vice? Hey, I'm alive on arrival. <laughs> We got plenty of wrestling to talk about this week. Um, I mean, I know I say that every week, and this week, I'm kind of lying. I mean, it was kind of just a regular-ass week of wrestling, which, God, I'm glad to have sometimes because you guys know what they say about wrestling, right? It's the cheapest drug there is. Let's get to that three count. <laughs> this mother... <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> JCB, kick it off. What's the one count? <laughs> one count. We're gonna go talk a little uh, WWE main roster. Obviously, we're gonna do some deadline predictions on the back end. A uh, couple of big points. Obviously, uh, Bill talked about it in the open. Randy Orton on SmackDown commits to SmackDown. Uh, signs an exclusive deal. W- whatever, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, the sway vote was Paul Heyman coming out and attacking Randy Orton solo and Jimmy trying to attack Randy Orton failing miserably and Orton decides yes daddy is home he's coming back to get the bloodline and Roman Reigns kind of makes sense uh, especially when we were talking last week with Raw well with the I guess more so of the Survivor Series when it looked like Randy Orton was going to be a part of Raw. We were sitting there talking last week and saying how they look like the Avengers. 
Raw was just so stacked at that point. You just had to move Randy Orton over to SmackDown. And then, obviously, this weekend, uh, CM Punk is going to basically be doing the same thing. I would almost suspect he would be moving to SmackDown as well. Paul Heyman over there, it kind of makes too much sense not to even at least tease it, if not go ahead and do it all the way. Uh, Zach, what do you what do you think about the segment, and what do you think about Jason's prediction that corny motherfucker Punk is going to end up on SmackDown? <laughs> Uh, segment segment was awesome. I love like all this taking a taking an RKO. Um, Randy was he's just like a legend to that crowd. And even though he is the legend killer, like he's a he's a living legend right now. Um, he's in kind of the twilight years of, of his career. And um, yeah, he's an absolute superstar. And uh, I thought it was a lot a lot of fun. I very much look forward to him rekindling the the feud with the bloodline. Um, I'm actually going the opposite track. I think Punk is going to sign to Raw because they had those two big returns, and I think they're going to kind of balance it out. I think Punk will be feuding with Seth going into Rumble. That's my prediction. Yeah, I think that Punk is going to stay on Raw also, but, I mean, the way that Jason laid it out, I, I was thinking, initially I was thinking the way that Zach said it, uh, the way that Jason laid it out is being Raw being so full of baby faces that it might make sense for him to go to SmackDown, but that's assuming that he's going to stay babyface, which I don't think we can do quite yet. The segment, uh, you know, like I said, it was one of those situations, exit stage left, baby, enter stage right, water bong. Uh, I had just gotten high, but I have to say that Randy Orton hitting that RKO on Aldis and his reaction afterwards being like, I just can't help myself. He was just, he was just he, he, it's like, it's like, oh, he was just right there and he took him down and the crowd popped huge. I popped huge. It was like, it was Randy Orton at his best. And it really does, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I really enjoyed the show, that segment. Um, I, the other thing that I loved on SmackDown was uh, Logan Paul on commentary oh. calling uh, oh. calling. What did he say about Kevin Owens? He called him Otis on on a diet or Otis on Weight Watchers or something. Yeah, whatever whatever it was, it popped me pretty. He also good. called him. He also called him the Humpty Dumpty of WWE. Yes, uh, Logan Paul. Woo. Coming into his own, man. He's, <laughs> he's really, really feeling it. Woo. You know, it's kind of one of those situations, I think, where Logan Paul always was a pro wrestler. He just didn't have a pro wrestling uh, promotion around him. And now it's like he, he just kind of slides in, and he really doesn't have to change very much. He's just really good at what he does. But anyway, what else happened on uh, SmackDown or main roster, Jason? Wherever you want to go. Uh, just matches on SmackDown. Uh, Glassley beats Butch. Um uh, Rich Holland once again kind of gets involved and costs Butch the match, so I'm assuming there will have some sort of spinoff feud until Sheamus comes back, probably around the World Rumble time. Santos beats uh, Joaquin Wild. Not a huge surprise there. Uh, I think Santos obviously getting that heel push that we've been waiting for. KO beats uh, Grayson Waller. Once again, no surprise there. Um, KO and Grayson Waller with... Uh, Austin Theory are going to feud. Uh, can't, who came down and, and saved KO on uh, Friday night or uh, made the save to KO because the heels were getting ready to jump on him. Somebody helped made the save, and I was like, oh, okay, this, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing this tag team, and I can't think of who it was now off the top of my head. Um, obviously, the main event, you had um, 
Bianca versus Kyrie Sane. Uh, Bianca goes over here. I know people are kind of getting upset about, you know, Kyrie saying, you know, taking the L coming back. But, I mean, she's faking, facing Bianca Belair, people. So, I mean, let's say, you know, let's take that with a grain of salt. You know, there's worse fates in the world to, than losing to the Bianca Belair at any given point on a SmackDown or a PLE pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it. So, uh, for me, that's just the matches on SmackDown. The, I guess, the overriding uh, story for SmackDown opposite of Randy Orton was Bailey and Damage Control, where slowly but surely it feels like Bailey is on the way out, uh, was told to stay in the back in the for the Kyrie Sane match, but ends up coming out anyway and partially costing Kyrie the match. So Bailey and Damage Control is starting to see the the cracks in the armor, so to speak. Um I figured Royal Rumble might be as good a time as any if, if there's actually going to be a a physical breaking of the relationship between the two, but obviously time would tell. But yeah, Bailey is definitely looking uh, more and more like the redheaded stepchild of Damage Control as weeks go by. Zach, thoughts on Bailey? Yeah, I'm fine with this being a, a slow burn. I've always enjoyed. Bailey as a character, heel or face, but especially as a heel, she really kind of carried that uh, empty arena pandemic era her and Sasha did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm in no hurry to split up the group, but tension's fine, uh, storytelling's fine. Uh, I'm I'm here for it. Uh, I think it's cool. Yeah, they're doing it a little bit differently than I would have done it. They're really laying it on thick with the Bailey being the sad sack. It just seems like her character is maybe done like a 180 where she went from being completely cocky and such an asshole to oh no you guys are hurting my feelings i probably would have done it a little bit less abruptly than that uh but you know it's at least they're telling me a story still thick jesus christ can't even talk about women anymore on this fucking podcast yeah you can i was about to say you know in this scenario when you when i think bailey i think two things Thick. I think her uh, th- number one <laughs> and number two are an NXT run that basically put her on the mat. And I'm not saying it's in that order, but it, it's really kind of. I'm in not that even order. saying like I'm a prude here, guys. I'm just saying it's just so horny in here all the time. I feel like I'm. A, I feel like I'm at at the strip club after after we had a tough business meeting together or something. <laughs> <laughs> Letting off steam with the boss. <laughs> what else are we talking about? Jeez. Um. Just one, uh, just, I guess, side notes uh, before I jump to Raw. Um, Nick Aldis getting uh, RKO'd uh, last week. Um, I'm not mistaken, uh, Kevin Owens dropped him beforehand. I see a little pattern here, abusing of the authority figure on SmackDown. Just let's put that, you know, put that aside for later because I think that might come back up at some later point especially with the guys that are beating them, in this case, Kevin Owens and one Randy Orton. Let's jump over to Raw, open up with Drew versus Sammy. Uh, Drew McIntyre with a nice little, uh, I would assume, a nice little dig on CM Punk, weighing his, getting his two cents in on the CM Punk uh, return before the match happens. I thought this was, I thought it was the best match until the main event came around, but that's, a, you know, we'll talk about that here in a second. Great use of Drew slowly revealing the heel turn as the match went along. I thought him 
clipping. Sammy at the knee was finally like the, you know, that's what heels kind of do moment where I was like, okay, now we're getting, you know, the Drew that I've been kind of waiting for. After the match, you know, he made the referee wait to hold his hand up. And then obviously backstage, he gets Sammy uh, as he's getting looked at by medical. Heel Drew is a good Drew, and I'm here for this. I don't know if we're going to go back to Seth versus Drew at Royal Rumble or whatever the case may be. Obviously, we can discuss that here in a little bit, but I like this match. I like that Sammy's going to be out for a little bit, so that way you can sell the injury, make Drew look good in the process, and then obviously Royal Rumble once again. Sammy should come back. Drew should be in the ring when Sammy comes back, and you can rekindle it from there. Zach, where are you at on this? Oh, man, awesome match to open a Raw. I, the story of Raw for me was just uh, some really good wrestling. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what you need whenever the show is three hours long. And uh, you need a little bit more of that. It shows that you can be yeah, it just a took really him, solid It show. took them 1,500 episodes to figure that out. Let <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that man ride, man. I was about to say, old man was in the yeah. chair beforehand, you know, Triple H is uh, just getting his uh, feet is, wet. This is pitch-perfect stuff by Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, it's been so long since he's been such a pure heel, it's uh, it's refreshing to see him acting as a pure heel, and a pure heel with a point, you know? So, so my man holds a grudge a little bit, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm here for you, Drew. I got you, dog. You need my boy some help Jason holds a grudge, too. <laughs> Watch out! <laughs> You don't want that. You don't want it. <laughs> but Drew, you know, he, it's going to take a little bit more from Jay Uso to, uh, to you know, it's going to take more than a handshake for Jay for Drew to forgive Jay Uso. I mm. think that's completely reasonable. Now, beating up Sammy after you beat him in the ring in a cheap way—that's pretty heelish. But <laughs> I will say that Drew's promo to start off the show was fantastic. Yes, really yeah. compelling stuff. Yeah, he, I, I'm, I'm just going to say it again. The man looks like a fucking semi-truck. He is fucking, he looks unbelievable right now. Yeah, uh, jacked as can be. I, can, I can't imagine. Well, I can because. You know what they say about roids. It's the cheapest drug there is. Um, I can't understand how some people, and I guess it, I, I was going to re- retract that statement, so I'm going to retract it again. Wrestling is subjective, but. For me, when I look at Drew McIntyre, I think world champion. I can't think of anything else, whether I like the character or not. Just the physical look of Drew McIntyre screams top of the card, world champion. Especially he's a heel now. It just makes it even scream louder. So that's just me. We'll talk about Drew as we go along. Um, Becky, go ahead. He's like the platonic ideal of a professional wrestler. If you made like like a, a, a plastic doll of a professional wrestler. Drew McIntyre yeah, might be a good example of it. Yeah, I mean, he's, just, he's got everything. Um, didn't realize this when the segment happened, but I guess Becky and Nia Jax never had a blow-off to their feud after Becky got her nose broke? Okay, I was about to say, I didn't know. I guess that didn't happen, but apparently we're going to go to that. Whatever. Nia Jax beats Shayna Baszler. Becky comes out, chases her down, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one of the better matches of the night, uh, DIY versus Imperium, best two out of three falls. Uh, like I said before, I just wish we'd have built this up a little more to make this feel like it would have been more important, neither here nor there. I thought all three falls were good. No, I shouldn't say that. The second fall is the classic. Here's 
five minutes. We're going to do a quick fall so now we can even the score up. I hate that shit. It's a three-hour goddamn show. You got plenty of fucking time. You know, let's milk this fucking thing. Right. Can I get on my cornet corner here for a second? This is really nitpicky. Go. But uh, if you're going to have cheese. if you're going to have mayo. match if you're going to have matches that last twenty minutes before this, and then you're going to have these two tag teams that can really fucking go. This is a fun. This is a fun matchup. Four guys that are fun to watch. DIY, one of my favorite tag teams of the last decade for sure. Um, why have a three out? Why have a two out of three falls match? Like, why are you having three pinfalls within fourteen minutes when everything else is going long? Because that would have meant if it was just a normal match. That I don't know. I just don't know why you're doing two out of three falls in fifteen minutes with those two. With just make it a regular match. So you'd rather see them wrestle fifteen minutes than do two out of three. Just yes. have a great big match. Just have one match. Just have a match. That's fine. Now that's really nitpicky. That's not fine. This is that's, cool. That's great. This is cool. I'm 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 just getting on my cornet corner. Three beer, you want a piece of this? New bit. I don't I don't I don't disagree. Love it. I'll play devil's advocate on this one for 30 seconds. What up, turd? The reason why I think they did it is to really kind of cement the DIY presence on WWE main roster. Imperium's been there. You know, we you kind of know what Imperium is at this point. And it, it's even if you didn't watch uh, NXT when they were on it uh, at that point, you kind of know who they are now. People that didn't watch NXT then don't know who DIY is. You know, you, you've heard of this guy, you've seen this guy, but seeing them together, I think that's why they did it. If I could easily be wrong. I'm not saying that I get why you say it should have been one match, especially when all three falls combined to 15 minutes. Let me ask you this, Zach. Do you think that Judgment Day should be appearing in backstage segments with our truth that's <laughs> a serious question. <laughs> like, I, I wasn't even trying to be funny. I do think our truth is great. Um, I don't know that that's a good product mix. Um, I feel like Judgment Day is maybe, I feel like they're a little too dramatic sometimes for their own good. They're, it's a good faction. The story is good, but. There always seems to be like a lot of drama, right? It's like a bunch they of are. like a bunch of theater kids. This motherfucker. Tell him. Tell him. <laughs> at, at our high school, the theater teacher was named Miss Morgan, and we called all the theater kids Morgan donors. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Which is real fucked up because I was in there. Oh no. Uh, there we go. That's why he's so funny. <laughs> That's why he's so good at this. That's why I'm going to punch Bill in the right, fucking I was head. Say. <laughs> That's not, not the look he's getting from you. <laughs> I did not know Bo was a Morgan donor. No! Oh, he said it again. <laughs> could have been worse. I like, could have been in a fake band. Oh, okay. Moving along. Uh, <laughs> Natty and Tegan moves to Katana Chase and Caden Carter uh, is what it is. A great Nakamura segment. 
this is why I'm ugh, every time they do this shit, I want to, you know, give Triple H a hug and then punch the shit out of Vince because this is like PTSD all over again. Nakamura finally reveals why he's going after Cody. It reminds him, Cody reminds him of him going down the road of WrestleMania, losing to WrestleMania after going to such great heights. And now there's still a story to be told, and he's going to finish telling his story. I love this fucking vignette. Fucking Vince, that motherfucker fucked Shinsuke Nakamura up for the better part of three years just because he thought it was cute that, oh, let's AJ and Shinsuke kick each other low for three straight pay-per-views and fuck everything up. It took Triple H to come back in and get this shit right to where now look at Nakamura. I'm like, ooh, he may still lose this motherfucker, and probably is, but damn, I'm looking forward to seeing him and Nakamura get this, or him and Cody get this shit on. Three Beard, talk about the vignette of Shinsuke Nakamura and Cody's reaction to it. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I don't know. I don't really. I don't really know what to think about this. I'm fine with to give Cody somebody to work with and somebody to beat because they're just going to beat Nakamura. I mean, if you think about it, Nakamura is like the only guy in modern history who won a Rumble and didn't win the title, right? So that's just kind of where they slot him. Um, Edge. I thought it was. Go ahead. Edge. Uh, yeah, I guess so, but. Um, yeah, I guess so. Oh, I was I there, right. man. I was about to say, I was there. I watched it unfold. He lost, and I looked around and was like, what? He lost? That turned into a, turned into a three-way, though, right? No, um, this was... He did a one-on-one first. This was Mania 27, so the main event was um, Taker, HBK, Streak versus... Um, well, no, it was basically... It was... Uh, the, Streak versus uh, streak. One somebody was going to re- either HBK was going to retire or he was going to break the streak. This best basically gotcha. was going down to. Well, that and, was the main and event. Still won the title like ten times. Like, I'm not, look, I'm yeah. not saying that. I'm just saying Nakamura's never won the title. Is what I'm getting at. He, oh. he won a rumble, but he, he never ever won a title without question. And even That's like a, I mean. a year afterwards, two years afterwards, whatever. And that to me was like, ooh, you know, making that parallel between where he's gone and where Cody's kind of taking steps on that road to. I think that that to me, where I was like, okay, this makes fucking sense, and I love it. Even though I know Nakamura is ninety nine per nine percent sure he's going to lose this shit, I still want to see it. And as far as specifics go, I would love to give you specifics about this. I did watch it, but um, now that I think about it, this was right around the time uh, my wife came in the room to change her shirt, and I was not paying attention to the uh, to the TV. So I, I, the segment was on the TV, but eyes were not on the screen. Word titties. <laughs> 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 Not a visual medium, but Bill is has head on microphone. He is so disappointed. He is What'd so disappointed. What did you expect, motherfucker? <laughs> Dude, Zach just lobbed it up. And I mean, it's, it's windmill, like, it's like windmill dunk. You know, everybody's you know, fighting. No, I got this, motherfucker. Let me dunk it. No, let me dunk it. Watch your head. Watch your head. Right. Fire it all. What was Zach's? I had stuff to say. Just go. Just keep it moving. Creed defeats Dominic and J.D. McDonough. Uh, 
pretty good match basically setting up the Creed's and Finn Balor and Damian Priest. I believe it's next week. Don't quote me on that. Uh, Seth Rollins has a, uh, a vignette backstage, or not a vignette, but um, interview backstage. Same thing with Judgment Day. Main event time, you have Jey Uso versus Seth Rollins. Obviously, Jey Uso coming in hot as can be, but losing to Seth was obviously the right move. Uh, part of me was kind of waiting for it. Uh, at least to see Damian Priest not saying he was going to cash in, but at least tease the cash in. That didn't happen, which was fine. I thought this was a really good match for both guys, more so for Jay, because I think ultimately somewhere down the line, once Roman Reigns goes away, that will put Jay Uso in a spot where he hey. can win a title of, of major sort, in this case, the World Heavyweight Championship. He should probably win a mid-card title first, but we'll talk about that once he gets to that point. They did Jay Uso right. They Gave him a clean finish. Uh, they gave him the full match, and there was no. They did Seth Rollins right too. Uh, Jay looks. Jay doesn't lose anything here. Um, nope. Losing this match to Seth. Not at all. That, I, thought, I thought both guys think, looked Zach? better come, going out. Come then they did coming in, especially now Seth. I mean, now he's like a freaking workhorse at this point. Yeah, and despite the fact that I don't think there was a lot of people watching on TV or tuning in that thought Jason was going to win the title. Uh, they did a really good job in the building. Like some of those people in the building, especially whenever Jay got the big splash, there were some really good near falls, uh, really excellent match. And this is the benefit of a Seth Rollins world heavyweight title run. Like he's really turned this into a workhorse title that can be defended on regular TV. It's super cool. Uh, whenever that happens, you know, you're going to get a good match. So, um, you know, what do you guys think? And this is, uh, pure conjecture, but it seems like we're leaning towards a Punk-Rollins feud. you guys think they put the title on Punk and strike while the iron's hot, or do you think they make him job and do business and put him in his place? They're putting him in his place. I had this Ooh. thought this week, too, where I think that, um, you know, as much as Punk wants to say fuck you to AEW and go over to WWE and make a bunch of money, he's going to get restless because – I mean, he doesn't get to book himself. I mean, I we I don't know how much creative control Punk had while he was at AEW, but it's more than he's going to have at WWE. He is a cog in the machine, True. and uh, I want to see. I mean, I really I really don't want to see, but I mean, I don't know how long it's going to last. The honeymoon period, right? Um, that that was that's what I was talking about last week, and that this would be a great litmus test to where. <laughs> It would it would be coming close to a year if when WrestleMania comes around, as long as Seth holds the title. I said it last last week. They should have him win the twenty four seven. Bring it back. Yeah, I was getting ready to say you see uh, Punk backstage digging in the garbage. What are you doing? I'm looking for the twenty four seven. That's why they had our truth debut the same night as Punk. Just smart booking. <laughs> y'all, y'all motherfuckers ain't shit. Hunter, um, Booker of the Year. I will, I'll, I'll still want to stick to. I'll stick to Seth versus Punk for night one of, of WrestleMania. From that point, it would, we would not surprise me if they put the title on Punk because it would be getting close to a year for Seth. Punk's coming back. Strike while the iron's hot. Type shit. I, it would not surprise me. Not at all. Especially yeah, I feel like Punk has like the Doom of Damocles, like the Sword of Damocles, like above his head. Like it's it, uh, WrestleMania Forty is in Philadelphia, and that's basically ECW territory. Just saying. 
Nah, that don't have nothing to do with what they're going to do, I don't think. Okay. You'd be surprised. Job him out. Squeeze that motherfucker for all he's worth and then take him over to Impact. <laughs> I'd say, man, Impact would be lucky if uh, CM Punk fell in their last, man. That would be instant uh, eyes on the product. I'd be a sun-dried tomato by the time he gets over there. You ain't shit. Man. Dude, he'd, be, he'd be playing the same character that he plays in heels. <laughs> he'd be in there like with dead animals on him, drinking fake blood. Never watch heels. Is it good? It is it's good. awesome. It's 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 pretty fucking good. Uh, what else we got? Um, that covers main roster. Um, I was going to say, obviously, we'll talk about NXT on the back end, but yeah, uh, just looking forward to next week's uh, main roster shows. Um, I'm, I'm not even sure what the uh, what's co- who's facing who, whatever, blah blah blah. But um, I'm just liking the direction of. WWE coming towards the last two or three weeks of the year leading into Royal Rumble. Everything feels like it's kind of streamlining into Royal Rumble, and it feels like Royal Rumble is going to be the shit this year. Uh, you know, it's that it's that part of year where, you know, there's no uh, pay-per-views until the Royal Rumble, which is in January. So it was just a good week of episodic wrestling television this week i mean that that is something that that's well also played, something sir. that that's also something we, that we didn't used to say about wwe so you know it's clicking it's still clicking no good on them i was about to say it's about goddamn time shit let's get going to that two count so all we had to do is get vince caught up in some sex scandals and tr- stop back trades and now I mean, we're here they started the process of doing it back in 1983 <laughs> They're, they're just playing the long game. <laughs> You're right. Meanwhile, we gotta watch John Cena go over smiling for seven years. <laughs> you just slow roll me. You slow roll me, bro. You just slow. Yeah, they slow roll the fuck out of us. Zach, what's the two count? Yeah, there was uh, overall. Yeah, the story of the week for all wrestling was just a lot of good episodic TV uh, for WWE and also for AEW. Uh, Rampage was skippable. It's actually been pretty good last like two, three weeks. Um, there's always kind of been like at least a standout match. I got nothing unless you guys do. We can just steamroll that shit and go no, right into collision. No, no. I was going to say, just kind of disappointing. But uh, can I say once again, can, can we have a Continental Classic match on? I know they're going to do it tomorrow night. Well, shouldn't you have done this already? Isn't Rampage the, you know, the caboose of AEW? Wouldn't you want to have more eyes on that motherfucker at some point? One, one, one Continental Classic match. It's a 20-minute time limit. How can you not do it? I think I proposed this yeah, last week, didn't I? I know I've said it. Maybe you said it last week. I don't know. I don't I, care. I'm in total agreement is what I'm saying. Is what, if, oh, I said, you, if I said it if I said it last week, I'll agree, give you the credit. I, I agree with me. I'll give you the credit, motherfucker. I don't care. <laughs> it just it, it blows my mind how you have Brian Cage and the Workhorseman versus Penta fight Gingo and Commander as the main event. What the fuck, dude? Come on. You can lead with that shit. I'm not saying they can't be on there. Just lead with it. And then have something pretty, worthwhile as the main event. That's a pretty badass match. I'm not saying it wasn't, <laughs> nigga. Damn. <laughs> shit. I'm just saying there is room for this shit, and we can make it work. I mean, you yeah, I you agree. just said like it was Shane Taylor versus Dark Uno or Evil Uno or whatever. It's like 
That, that match sounds pretty bad. Put my Kingo in it. I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could go back to the. <laughs> I wish we had like competent shit where we can go back. The two and wrestlers be like, <laughs> I've been the wrongest about <laughs> are Zack Sabre Jr. and Vikingo. Right? You like who the fuck is Vikingo? <laughs> that's that's the that's the next clip I would go up. The next drop. Like who the fuck is Vikingo? When every time he would come up, go ahead, Two Beer. I'm stealing your shit. No, it's fine, man. Yeah, I mean, you throw him back in the mix, and maybe you got a stew going. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, collision was good. We had three Continental Classic matches. Uh, we had uh, Claudio Castagnoli versus Brody King. I really didn't think there was a chance in hell of uh, Claudio losing this match. And... Uh, it was, I mean, a phenomenal match, first of all, just hard-hitting. Uh, Brody King has been predominantly tag or trios in his time in AEW, but the dude has a lot of charisma. He's a just a, just a beast of a dude, and he's a really good worker. And this kind of tournament setting is really showing us that. And uh, he's, you know... 2-0 here, uh, pins Claudio after just a wicked lariat. I mean, these guys beat the shit out of each other. Uh, and he, he pins them with a goddamn lariat. I mean, Claudio doesn't take many L's. Uh, so I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, it's surprising, pleasant, pleasantly surprising to me that Brody King is the one that they've decided to push as a singles guy right now. And they're having Malachi Black uh, wrestle mostly tag matches with... Buddy Matthews, I don't think anybody would mistake Brody King for the leader of that group, but certainly it's named after Malachi Black, so it's Malachi Black. But this match was fucking awesome. Brody King is awesome, and it's really the only quote-unquote upset that I that I would say that they've had thus far on television. I know that I saw a spoiler for Rampage, so I know the uh, – sorry, did I just spoil it for you? There's only one Continental Classic match on Rampage. <laughs> so, yeah, you got it. It's okay. My bad. My bad. I ain't uh, mad, mad. I ain't mad, man. But, uh, yeah, this was, this was really cool. Zach, or uh, Jason. Um, I remember Brody King leading up to the pandemic when he was in ROH, and he was in line to face for the world title, and then – all hell broke loose, the world changed, and everything just kind of reset. So for this scenario, me personally, not surprised, pleasantly, yeah, but I'm just – I kind of knew what Brody King could do coming up to this point. So for me, this was just intriguing to how just two big meaty men slapping meat, how this was going to go. I was thinking Cardio was going to win it. I was happy that Brody King won. And it's good to see Brody King get a push. Um Still waiting for Malachi Black to get his, but, you know, I guess it's going to be one at a time. It's TK, so as long as one of the three gets a push, so be it. Brody King's turn. Let's go. What else happened? Brody, King will, Brody King will always get um, my, uh, like, cheering because uh, he was in the first season, and I think he should leave. So. Um, That's true, too. Abaddon versus Kira Hogan was not a good match at all. Um, afterwards, uh, so... Uh, she ended up, Abaddon ended up pinning Kira Hogan. Um, guess she might be in line for some kind of title match because. Unprofessional uh, bullshit. Lights <laughs> went out. Uh, they came back up. Julia Hart was in the ring. Um, looked like she was wearing a bra 
and um, then the lights went out and she was gone. So, mm. Um, mm. yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh my god! I think it should be it should be a requirement that all BFR members like jerk off at least a certain number of minutes or hours before the podcast, so we're all in our refractory period. It's the cheapest drug there is. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, your boy's got fucking a job to do, like off. literally a job. I mean, you know, I can't just be coming back to the crib and, you know, foregoing wrestling watching just so I can appease you. I Zach, mean, what, what if I'm behind on wrestling? Zach, Zach definitely strikes me as somebody who's jerked off at a job before. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, Zach reminds me of uh, Matthew can, McConaughey. <laughs> Yeah, he's From the Wolf of Wall Street, and he's like, how many times a day you jack off? You're going to you're gonna need to pump those numbers up. <laughs> you're going to need to pump. Those are rookie numbers. Those are rookie. It's just maintenance, man. It's just keeping, it the, gre- it's it's just keeping the wheels grease. That's what he says. It is. Great fucking movie. Great fucking movie. Go ahead, 3 Beer. I'm sorry. I, I've, told, I've told my wife that same thing. She's like, how often do you do that? I'm like, it's just maintenance. I'm like, just... Just, like, just, just keeping the tubes clean. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, just get to thinking had, uh, clearly. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Yeah. That's great. Holy shit. Uh, we also had Andrade Alito over Daniel Garcia, and. Uh, Garcia is uh, taking off, taking a lot of L's in this. I think we talked about it last week, but uh, this is a solid match. Um, nothing over the top, but just a, a really well worked match. These guys are both really good wrestlers. And I'll try to, I'm trying to went over. That's kind of the main story. I don't know if you guys have any flavor to add to that. Um. It's just good to see Andrade in ring. Always still been a big fan since the NXT days. Um, Tim Garcia had a really good match. Just, you know, Dan Garcia, at least in this storyline, just took the L. But you could see that Garcia could just stand with anybody, you know, throwing it in front of him on the AW roster. Just the results just aren't there yet. I'm kind of waiting to see where whether or not this sports entertainer's pro wrestler anger comes back up at some point because it feels like what Daniel Garcia doing is doing right now isn't working. So maybe he switches it up and goes more on the lines of a pro wrestler. Uh, obviously, he's facing uh, Brian Danielson tomorrow night. Maybe that's the fork in the road where things change and he Who's goes a different Brian way. Who's facing Brian Danielson? Um, Daniel Garcia, I believe, he was facing him. Mm, but then maybe I don't know what the spoiler is. Um, I, thought, I did like. I bet, I, I'm sure that Bill loved this. This is my favorite part of this match was uh, Daddy Magic on commentary. What <laughs> <laughs> <Boy>, a <the> talent! <laughs> you talk about a theater kid. Leave that boy alone, man. See, that motherfucker's funny on he's commentary. A th- he's a theater. No, kid. that guy played. The, really that guy it. played the lead in the Music Man. <laughs> And didn't even sing. He just talked <laughs> aggressively. No, nah, that guy was a chubby dork in high school. I guarantee it. Man, got that bad live, dogs. Come find me, Menard. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. We're back. It's a good, it's We're been back. A it's been a good bit. He's been tamed for like about a month, month and a half. You know, it felt like Bill toned it down a little bit, but no. It's like he got scared. I was just going to call him out. 
Fuck him. I can take him. Come find me. <laughs> Reba's in this bitch. We had probably the most inadvisable thing you could do. Uh, they had Willie Mac do, which is uh, oh, come on, <laughs> just called Wardlow backstage. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. I mean, like, you don't you don't think Willie Mac's just going to get like seven times next week? I, I know what's going to happen, man, but let that, you know, let that man talk his talk. He's just speaking his truth. Shit. Let that man do his thing. Go ahead, Willie I'm Mack. I'm saving against Willie Mack. It's just, you know. I, uh, I guess end. I missed this segment, but even without seeing it, I bet he's going to take like seven power bombs. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's going to take like seven power bombs. He's just going to get power bombed until Wardlow gets tired. Right? Yeah, that might be like three or four. Willie Mack is not a small Which is good for Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very good for Willie. We should um, DM Wardlow and see if we can have the loser of this year's predictions have to take a powerbomb symphony from him. Shit. Can you think of all the clicks it would get us? <laughs> My go ass ain't taking no powerbomb symphony for nothing. I will be picking straight chalk. Uh, you know, that Dude, it's think- not going to be you. Like, I don't want to bury my best friend. <laughs> Let's not do that, please. <laughs> um, we did have uh, Roger Strong came out with, with David and Bishop. Go ahead. No, nah, I was just saying it would get us so many likes. <laughs> Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Then well, it was we, five stars. When we get, yeah, right. <laughs> Everybody listening right now, go pause it. Go give us five stars. We don't have any rankings. <laughs> rest rank. Build, build with rest and power bombs. We don't have a rank. Wait, hang on, man. I don't know. We probably do. <laughs> just, right, wait, somebody. somebody just pretend we don't. Going. Okay. If you're listening right now, give us five stars. There please. you go. And then DM Wardlow, tell him Bill's waiting for him. Or just, you know, whatever you want to give us. We'd prefer it be five stars. <laughs> Your vote. And then go DM Wardlow, tell him Bill's waiting for him. Yeah. Out of, out of all the wrestling podcasts, we are one of them. <laughs> 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 That's what I'm talking about. Put man, us over, goddamn. Man, it. we should put that on a shirt. That is, that is really good. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta remember that shit. I gotta when I go back, remember this. I'm gonna write it down. That's gonna be the next T-shirt. We'll be, we'll do it white because you like it. Like you like a white T-shirt. We'll do it that way. Do that one, and John Moxley would be the scariest cuck ever. <laughs> <laughs> We gonna have to Photoshop that one. <laughs> can you just can you just put like a barbecue sauce thing already on it? It would just save me time. <laughs> uh, but uh, Roderick Strong came out with a uh, Taven and Bennett. The only reason I'm big from this is because they had a match with the Iron Savages, which is not oh, really Lord. a great name. But the ind- the names of the individual Iron Savages are some of the best. I've ever heard. There is the Sauce Boss, Beefcake Boulder, and Dirty Bulk Bronson. <laughs> the Those Sauce Boss. Phenomenal. Holy shit. Damn. If they, if they weren't such a, a bad fucking enhancement talent team, the Sauce Boss? Oh, I can get behind that. <laughs> if you came up, if you did like a pro wrestling main generator, and uh, like basically, like coming up with something that good is like having a tornado come and pick up a bunch of bits of metal and turn it into a Mercedes Benz. 
It sounds like the search the search pattern in my YouTube porn. <laughs> Soft balls, dirty bolt. <laughs> um, so uh, Ethan Page called out Kenny Omega. Um, it'll probably be a pretty good match. It's gonna be uh, in next week uh, in Canada. Um, yeah, they're still in Canada. Um, Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel versus Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews. Um, this is kind of more. The only reason I bring this up, uh, match was fine. These are all really good workers. Actually, the match, I think, was, exceeded expectations. This was a pretty excellent TV uh, tag team match, and which is not surprising when you look at all the people in there. But did anybody else understand anything that happened with FTR? So the lights come out, go out. Uh, when they come back on, FTR's music is playing. They come out. And then Malachi Black says something to the effect of, like, we know you're out here to join House of Black uh, because the only people that have been here for you guys is House of Black. Uh, I didn't understand any of this. Do they have any kind of history at all? No idea. Um, also, I know there's a lot of TV. I mean, what an absurd thought that the FTR joins House of Black. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's they start coming out like New Modern Judgment Day, like Dad starts wearing eyeliner and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I can't even picture it. Dash turns in his, his fucking firearms or some katanas or something. Dash comes out wearing Perry Saturn's dress. <laughs> you been waiting for somebody to come back with that for a little bit. Um, He's got a fucking eyebrow piercing. Yeah, right. No, no, no jumps, just pumps. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an eyebrow piercing. Oh, oh my man, that's motherfucking money. I didn't get the uh, the back end of it. You, come on, man. I mean, you've been beating their ass for like two or three weeks. Now all of a sudden they're going to join House of Black. Come on, stop. That I, the match was good. Okay, this was just one. no. It just it made zero sense. And like the audio was cutting in and out, so you really didn't hear exactly what. Malachi was saying at first, but ultimately you got the gist of it. He was basically insinuating they were coming down to join us. You know, if you can't beat them, join them type shit. I mean, no, no, stop. It was just, I don't know. It was just a weird way to end the segment. That's all. We don't need it. I love, yeah, we probably shouldn't talk about the next (laughs) segment, but I'm going to. Uh, I love, I love, I love Tony Storm, or I love Scott Drew calling out Tony Storm. And saying, uh, like, she's leaned into it. Scott Blue knows exactly what she's doing. Um, and she's like, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna come out of you next week. I'm going to have my chin up. And she flips her hair back. She's like, I'm going to have my tits out. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Uh, you're killing us over here. <laughs> yeah, say, uh, yeah, you knew what you was doing, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we had uh, the uh, Beaver Wrestler of the Year uh, 2020 edition uh, by Kingo versus Skip Sabian. Um, <laughs> I went, man, I'm just, the look on my face, I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, how did we, he won? Wow, he knows how big of a Sabian mark I am. <laughs> it's a, dude, JCB's look like you're asking him to do long division. <laughs> <laughs> no calculator? What the fuck? He's like, what? 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 This, 
this was pretty good. It seemed kind of sloppy and crazy. I was kind of worried about these guys. Um, but uh, Vikingo won, which is cool. He doesn't always do that. Yeah, he doesn't win a whole lot. A- ever. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I would, I would have been straight up mad if he would have lost, though. Oh, he was not losing to Kip Sabian. I'm sorry. Kip Sabian opens with Vikingo's the most overrated wrestler in the on the AEW roster. Oh, yeah, you're getting ready to get your ass whipped. <laughs> we need to start a rumor that Kip Sabian is Danhausen with different makeup. Stop. <laughs> you ain't That's shit. BFR exclusive. <laughs> Breaking news. That's <laughs> fake facial hair. <laughs> go, three beer, go. Uh, Keith Lee had a backstage segment, and the only reason I'm mentioning it is because uh, he didn't say anything really weird. Um, he's a weird dude, um, but this was, this was just normal. Then the final, we can skip over some stuff. The final one, uh, maybe up there. This has been a really good tournament. You know, I was lamenting the fact that C2 is not the G1, right? But um, it has been a good tournament, really good TV matches. Uh, this was maybe the best. It's definitely one of the best. Brian Nielsen versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, they kind of went, they kind of ran the gamut of combat sports uh, as far as like stylistically in this match. I thought it was very, very good. And um, yeah, uh, Brian ended up pinning him with the uh, running knee. Uh, but it was a lot of back and forth, very hard hitting. Uh, kind of an homage to, um, you know, a lot of different styles, and I really enjoyed it. Jason, what do you think of this? Now, uh, hard to argue if it's not your best top-rated uh, Continental Classic match. It's one of the best. Um, I just – the only thing, and this is just me, if Danielson has the eye patch, then Eddie – and this is just me nitpicking – and he needs to be striking from the right because why? You can't see him coming. Outside of that, um, this was what it was. Um, both guys just, you know, beating sparks off each other, and that's a good thing. Um, Eddie Kingston just feels like now he's really at a point where it looks like he's not going to win the block. So now the ultimate question is what's next for him in 2024, especially now he's going to lose both of the titles. We're, you're going to have to figure out, What's next, ready? If anything, otherwise, you know, um, he might, you know, fade into the background like so many others have before him. But the match itself, I thought was really, really good. Yeah, I mean, Brian Danielson knows how to have a great match, and Brian da- and Eddie Kingston is a seasoned pro. And you don't, I'm sure we've seen them before. Um, I don't really. Did they have a feud? I don't think they wrestled singly. So, if they've never wrestled at AEW, I mean, this was really good. Obviously, Moxley and Kingston, but I don't think uh, Kingston... uh, It was as good as I expected it to be, which is really fucking good. No, it was was well worth the uh, the main event spot, so not going away disappointed. For sure. Uh, Dynamite had also very good wrestling and uh, more Continental Classic and also a couple title matches. Uh, This was really... um, Say you know without hyperbole, I think this is one of the better dynamites in a long time uh, overall wrestling quality wise, and also just kind of flow of the show wise. Uh, it was a very enjoyable episode of television. Uh, opened up with uh, Moxley versus Roosh. Uh, I think um, this is stylistically a fantastic matchup. You know they say styles make fights, and they're both very hard hitting. Um, they're both very charismatic. 
And I think there's going to be a lot of new Roots fans coming out of this tournament. Uh, I thought that this match fucking ruled, man. Uh, Roosh fucking rules. Uh, you guys sound like I'm trying to remember what Rocky's what's Rocky's coach's name. Mickey, you guys sound like Mickey from Rocky. You're Mickey. talking about you're talking about hit him from one side, and Zach's talking about Styles make fights. You guys sound like Max Kellerman up in this B. I, I mean, like sorry, it. not sorry. You know, you run around here with an eye patch on. I'm thinking, shit. I know which <laughs> side I'm going. I'm gonna stay on here for a little bit. What do you think about this match, uh, Jason? No, this was uh, another one of those matches that should be on the top of anyone's rankings when you list out the best matches of the tournament. Burgess Meredith. That's what I was trying to think of. So we got the actual name. A Burgess Meredith drop and Zach was talking about <laughs> Carl Weathers too. This is a fucking rocky this is a rocky episode. <laughs> Holy gonna, shit. No shit. Um no this, Roosh has always been one of my favorites. Um Glad to get a chance to see him in ROH with his title run. And obviously, Moxley is arguably the ace of AEW. Um, both guys just straightforward. And this is where I think Three Beer was talking about. They're just both straightforward kind of workers and straightforward kind of fighters. So in that scenario, you knew you were just going to get two guys that were not going to back away. Both guys, you know, just making sure that the machismo is dripping off from every sweat pour that possibly could happen. So yeah, this was Holy one of the better shit. but no, it was it was a lot of machismo. <laughs> they were like, look, motherfucker, come on, hit me again. You know, hit me again. You know, at a certain point, you I'll let you hit me once, maybe twice, a third time, I ain't just gonna let you just hit me. You're gonna get one of these back. But that's what I thought the match was. It was just basically it's the strongest cheapest drug there is. The strongest survived in that one in this scenario. It was Moxley. No knock against Roosh. He'll be back at some point, hopefully. Um, more so past the Continental Classic. But another good showing for Roosh. Mox gets three more points. What else? Just need a machismo vape. Vaporize <laughs> <laughs> that machismo and put it in my lungs. No shit, baby. Uh, dripping <laughs> off him. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we witnessed uh, a miracle on live television. Um, just like John Mulaney said, whenever you see a wheelchair stranded on the street, you don't know what happened, but you hope it was a miracle. <laughs> and Roderick Strong stood up and began to walk on AEW Dynamite. Phenomenal next thing. Oh, shit. The fact that, it, like, in my head, I could see him, like, I guess it was on collision last week when he got out of the, the wheelchair, ran in the ring, hit somebody with a running knee, and just like rolled back out of the ring. It was like, oh, you know, get me back in the wheel. This is, it's not over the top funny. It's not Christian Cage funny. It's like a next tier, two tiers down. It's still a real fucking entertaining. Even though I don't like Roddy Strong screaming out the first person's name when he sees anybody, Renee, Adam, fill in the blank, Samoa. I don't necessarily like that. Everything else, I'm on board with. Rank these people in order of most funny to least funny. Okay. Roderick Strong, R-Truth, Yano. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a joke? No, I really want to hear it. This is like the best Mary fuck kill in history. <laughs> Duh. I mean, true, strong, Yano. Oh, Mary fuck kill with these three. I am. Uh, yeah, you can do that one. I'm marrying Yano. I'm fucking our truth, and I'm killing Roderick Strong. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Roddy, but Yano owns the best. 
Um, what else we got? Uh, we had uh, backstage. Uh, this was a pretty interesting segment. So I'm not going to break it all down, but basically, uh, Adam Page is being interviewed. Um, he says that uh, Swerve beat him in Texas death match. Uh, it took you know his friends to do it, but he also took something from him in return. And basically, what I'm getting the gist of is that he's going to cost Swerve. Uh, the title shot that we're all talking about, Swerve deserves. Uh, so the thing isn't over. And then MJF comes in, and they have some back and forth, uh, which I thought was very entertaining. Uh, it was pretty meta, and also intrigued me quite a bit because MJF has a lot of contenders. And one thing I appreciate about uh, AEW right now is that everybody is vying for that championship belt, and Max is not the champion that we thought that he would be. We thought he would be more like Roman Reigns, but in his babyface turn, he's actually quite the fighting champion, even wrestling on uh, TV matches and stuff. So Yeah, he fights all the time. Yeah. It's, uh, the fact that there's a lot of people vying and we throw Hangman in the mix, I think, uh, is awesome. Uh, so uh, they had a back and forth. So I, I'm, I'm into it. So I, I, I thought this was a super fun segment. I like the Hangman promo, and uh, I liked MJF coming in and kind of laying out the reasons why Hangman could be the devil. They should have been doing this a long time ago. Like, why not have every week MJF goes up to somebody else and, like, tells them why they could be the devil, you know? Like, because this is like, oh, I never thought about it being Hangman. That would be fucking weird if it was Hangman, but it would still be kind of a satisfying conclusion if they never would have brought it up. Um but now, now I'm thinking about it. now. I obviously don't think it's going to be Hangman. What did you think, Jason? Um, good use of just callbacks through when in between MJF and Hangman when they were like, you know, oh, I beat you this time. I was like, oh yeah, I do remember that. And, you know, Hangman's like, yeah, you know, you did beat me, but I ended up becoming world champion. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, you know. So in that scenario, I like that back and forth. Um, should they've been doing more of this? You know, I guess bringing out more possible suspects. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't necessarily think that it's the worst thing that they didn't do, but I think a part of me kind of thinks that we're just throwing more people out to stall for time for whatever reason. If it's Adam Cole, it's for him to get healthy. If it's for uh, Jack Perry, it's for whatever reason. Or Sammy Callahan is filling the blank reason. It just feels like this – could have been done a while ago. It doesn't really, you know, hurt the angle that is being done now. It actually kind of helps it a little more because now, you know, like you said, three beer, it's not only just about, you know, who him who's the devil, but Hangman Page now kind of, you know, has kind of bumped into being in the world title scene again without, you know, actually winning a match. So it's uh it'll be interesting, you know, MJF being laid out, beer bottle, you know, you know, around him is another interesting, you know, hangman page kind of a clue that's left. But it's it was really good TV just to see hangman page not just being scarred aside just yet. There's still there's plenty for him to do. It's just now what could he do? And we just gave him something right away when he came back. So all in all, I liked it. And I, I totally agree with you. Somehow, some way, page is going to cause swerve something whether it's this Continental Classic or the actual world title match itself. Yeah. Two guys battling over who can get more STDs was pretty good. Um, so, 
Uh, speaking of Swerve, he was in a match with Mark Briscoe. And I got to say, I know that we all like Mark Briscoe. I know we all like the Briscoes, uh, historically. And I, I don't think that Mark gets enough flowers for just the wrestler that he is because he's one of those guys that, for the most part, was constantly in a tag team with his brother. Kind of like, you know, my take on Nick and Matt Jackson. I think Nick Jackson's like one of the best just singles wrestlers around, but he just never does singles matches. And then uh, Mark is out here having incredible tournament matches. Um, I think uh, he's, he's had some of my favorite matches so far uh, in this tournament. Uh, but unfortunately, even though this was a must-win match for Mark Briscoe, he did not win. And uh, now uh, Swerve is up nine points. But, man, these guys were very good. Yeah, um do like Mark Briscoe a lot. Like I said before, this whole tournament thought I I just I would have just bet you know a hundred, two hundred, five hundred dollars that he was going to be the next AEW World Champion, uh, taking it off of Eddie Kingston. Now that being said, Mark Briscoe is Ring of Honor. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, um, Ring of Honor Champion. Um, now that being said, it just feels like you know where does Mark Briscoe go? You know. I don't necessarily think you want to put him in a tag team, but, you know, in, in the hierarchy of AEW, it doesn't feel like he could be the AEW champion anytime soon, if at all. So, you know, in that scenario, it's it's a negative part about, you know, merging all these titles together. But just for the physical match itself, Mark Briscoe does his thing. And, I mean, he's an entertaining watch. Knew he wasn't being swerved, but, I mean, damn, he had the crowd basically in the palm of his hand, but, you know, thinking that the upset could happen just didn't happen. And it's not a knock against Mark Briscoe. I think he'll be, you know, hopefully like the mid-card champion in AEW, but just never the ring The Ring of Honor belts are represented on AEW television all the time. I don't understand why Mark Briscoe isn't going for the Ring of Honor singles title. Like, that seems like a perfect place for him. Um, well, I mean, realistically, the only title that he could go for at this point would be the TV title. I mean, that on the pure title, that's the only two singles titles that are really up for grabs at this point. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he's not going to win this thing. I get exactly. it. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Uh, what? New, newsflash, Jason wants more ROH singles titles. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, man, no. No, I just... I just I don't know. I wish they would have just did this a little different way. Just just name a, a champion, you know, have the tournament. Just do it like the G1. You know, just have the tournament winner challenge the champion. Pretty simple. Sure. Uh, and then last week we are like, they're not really going to have MJF and Samoa Joe face these mass devils, right? And no, we didn't because Samoa Joe came out. But uh, Thank God. Then we got – yeah, it – I mean, they got out of it because I was like, dude, I was like, this is so dumb. I'm like, oh, this you is... book a match. As far as like kayfabe style, like kayfabe these guys style. need to be cleared, which I guess in this storyline doesn't matter at all because they were going to have a one one-legged guy uh, who had like a torn ankle and, you know, broken ankle who was going to wrestle a world title match for in a match that he wasn't even actually a champion. Um, so that's like all part of the story. So I guess like having cleared people like um, – you know, what are these devils going to gonna do? Who are they? You know, like there's no kind of like over 
oversight or anything. It's just um, listen, check it out, it's, man. It's, listen, no, listen. Uh-uh. I got the idea, man. Uh-uh. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. This is what we're gonna do, right? We're gonna have, we're gonna have, we're gonna have some Moe Joe and MJF. They're gonna wrestle the devils. All right, they're gonna wrestle the devils. Devils are gonna come out. They're gonna be, be wearing devil masks, and they are gonna wrestle the devils. Book it. <laughs> you ain't yeah, it's a, this this devil thing. Uh, it, I think it jumped the shark last week with the booking of the match. Uh, for me, uh, that's where the believability and I'm I'm like tuning in and I'm fine with it. Um, it's also just not super intriguing to me anymore. Um, I'm here for along for the ride, but like I'm not tuning in to find out who the devil is. No, there and there was no like that's how you know that it's kind of gone too long because. They booked the match, but nobody went into last night being like, "Oh, we're gonna find out who the devil is tonight." So we everybody no. everybody knew that this thing was happening, and it just didn't seem like anybody was that excited about it. I wasn't. I was more excited about the three Continental Classic matches, no doubt. Um, yep. This was. I, I'm. I'm not gonna sit here and say it jumped a shark, but just. Just throw us another breadcrumb, man. I mean, if you're gonna drag it out. That's fine. Slow roll this shit, but we need another one guy. Clue. Co- one guy comes out, and they unmask him, and we find out who he is. But he's not the head, right? He's just parts. He's just part of the body. It would kind of like they did. Cut, with, off, <laughs> you cut off the arm, right? It's kind of like they did with Aces and Eights and uh, TNA, and that, I thought that was a real good way to kind of slowly reveal Oof. all the Aces and Eights members. That they could a, do that the same way Every here. time I hear Aces and Eights, and I watched it a little bit, but, man, what a great name for a faction. No, it was – That's a great name for a faction. It was really good. It was it was probably one of my better, you know, more fun times when it came to TNA and Impact watching it. You know what it sounds cooler than? Sons of Anarchy. Oh, no. <laughs> Okay. Dorks. <laughs> I don't even know who the lead guy is. He's just walking around his kitchen, you know, making some dinner and shit. Just, yeah, got it. Gotcha. <laughs> What's this BFR shrapnel in my leg for? You know, you remember that part in Sopranos where uh, they they catch that motorcycle gang, Chrissy and Tony catch that motorcycle gang stealing wine, and they rob them? And they're like, you're messing with the Vipers. <laughs> and they're eating dinner later. And they're like, oh, you're messing you're with, with the, the Vipers. Vipers. The mob Dude, guys yeah. making fun of the motorcycle oh gang. Oh, uh, it's so funny. It's so funny. Oh, God, I love that fucking anyway, show. Anyway, that was uh, quite the I, tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if it's because I'm listening to Mach's book um, kind of off and on right now, but uh, I'm really. Like John Moxley always has great promos, and I really dug the this best. one because it was it was kind of like him just like having fun. And I think a, a cocky Moxley is my favorite kind of Moxley, um, at least in a pro wrestling setting, in a kayfabe setting. Because this dude comes out and he's like, "I'm humble before God and my mother, but look, I know what I'm capable of." I was like, oh, "I'm three and zero. I'm gonna be five and zero." And I'm gonna win the Continental Classic because, bitch, I'm the ace of the world. I was like, God <laughs> damn! He also started the promo off with his back to the camera, like for a while, yeah. and he was like, and then yeah. turned around to the camera, like, Oh, oh you're here, hello, yeah. <laughs> and then just cuts this disgusting promo. I mean, Moxley, I think Moxley's my favorite promo. I think he's number one. Yeah, that's great. No, it's he's my. He's my favorite wrestling. I would be lying if I did not say when Mox comes on, 
and it's him. It's his turn to talk, or he's just it's him by himself. Him doing those he one has minute, my attention. Him doing those one minute backstage things. Every single one of them is fucking money. No, he he set he set it up to now, you know, Swerve comes right in. And it's the battle of the undefeated. And it's like I said, you think Swerve was watching him with his back to the camera, like this motherfucker. Talk Turn his around, shit. man. Motherfucker, talk his shit. <laughs> you know, look at me when I'm. And that match, me. that match next week is going to be lit. Even if it wasn't both nine and zero, oh, but the fact that they are both nine and zero oh, and they're both on such a hot streak. I mean, Mox has been on a hot streak since 2019. That's got to um, be the main event, right? Uh, it better be. Yeah. Shit. Absolutely. That's a big match. It's going. It, the winner wins the block. Oh man, how cool is it when we have matches that have stakes? Yeah, <laughs> Who, who's that a shout out, man? <laughs> I've just been saying forever there should be more tournaments. Just give me a tournament so I, so that matches have stakes. You act like AEW doesn't give tournaments. That's all they really they're, do. They're, they're okay at it. They're pretty good at. It. I mean, AEW gives me more matches. Like, listen, Drew versus Sammy was really good on Raw. True, there was nothing on the line. So, like, it's hard for me as a viewer to get that invested in it when I watch so much fucking wrestling. And it's like, okay, well, really, all I have to know here, all I have to know to keep up with the product is what happens in the last three minutes. I mean, it's just it's just easier to get invested. I watched every single AEW match all the way through last night. There were stakes. I mean, all the Continental Classic matches. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I was getting ready to say, man, I know I can find one of these matches you didn't watch all the way through. Give uh, me a second. Actually, well, no, I watched all, there were five matches. I watched all five of them all the way through. Yeah. I was say, I bet it was, I bet the it was the match. match money. Cause, yes. Because we had uh, the Turner Classic movie host uh, introduce the great British cake off here. Uh, Tony Storm versus Sky Blue. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> but, uh, Exactly what, but it was just, match is also really good. It wasn't. It wasn't just oh, uh, no. just that. It was a. It was a really good match. And uh, for those of you that didn't catch ball. that, he called that match the Great British Cake Off. Oh my god, that's amazing! God damn, <laughs> he's talking about butts. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Storm versus Sky Blue. <laughs> Uh, cake, cake, cake. Uh, cake, again, cake, there was cake. no, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, intrigue as to who was going to win this match, but this match was pretty good. Tony Storm, I'll tell you what, Tony Storm, when the shit turns black and white while she's, when it's happening live, that's a nice touch. It's pretty funny. It's, it's pretty funny. And it, she's it playing her apart. character really well, like after she wins, like how she almost faints. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really funny. No, it's really funny. I'm glad that Tony Storm is getting a run at uh, at least getting a character that you know people can invest in and get behind. Um, this is a this is a this is a real character. No, it is. Like, it is. It's it's people are going to be so talking good. about this one for a while. Yeah, it's so good, and the, the fact that she's getting a run with the title is is a good thing. Rio coming back doesn't necessarily move the needle for me per se, but I kind of get it. Ultimately, I'm waiting for two people: Jamie Hader. Britt Baker. Give me one of those two. Then we can start really talking about Tony Storm being more of a big time, you know, you know, AEW women's all time women's champion. Right now, this run, fan fucking tastic so far. Mariah May should be coming in and causing some havoc here in a little bit. I'm waiting for that too. I think Rio, uh, I was happy to see Rio back because she doesn't like, you know, she's not like a draw, right? But 
every time she has a match, dude, the crowds are so into her. Yeah, the like, crowd, she, the crowd pops. She has, she disagree. has something. You know, it's a. It's, she's it's the uh, she's the underdog. The America loves yeah. the underdog, except for when it's I, Florida State. Yeah. But that's another story for another time. Or Palestine. But, you know. Oh yeah, that's it. Uh, but uh, like, both uh, equal causes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Very comparable scenarios. I say, I'm gonna come with seminal booster this weekend. God damn it, we ain't gonna be getting cheated no more. Uh, but yeah, then we had uh, battle battle of the Jays. Right. Um, I think the crowd had more fun in this match, just uh, cheering for Jay than anything. But uh, this was uh, like, it was a it was a fun match. These guys are very good professional wrestlers. But uh, yeah, uh, Jay White had already lost one. Uh, Jay Lethal has been putting putting guys over, and you know, I feel like that's his role. As, a, as an older, like, veteran dude who's not really, you know, he's kind of in a comedy, uh, like, menage, like, menagerie rat right now. It's like a fucking circus group. What is Jay um, Lethal's, and this is this is catnip for some people, and some people might roll their eyes at this question, but what's Jay Lethal's equivalent in the G1 that he is in the Continental Classic? Is it like Godo? No, Goto's way more serious. I, I, I feel like uh, in terms I of the of, older guy that's there to eat pens, though. Yeah, no, Goto does. Like an, I say Goto, he usually steps up to the the challenge. He might lose a match, but he'll win a match too. Yeah. Jay Lethal hasn't even won a match, so I, I'm not even going to put him out there. I I want to say Yano, but I mean, hell, Yano wins matches, and he does it in a comedy fashion, and that's and, not what Jay does. And Yano is. Way funnier than Lethal. Come on. Okay, man, whatever. Um, shit. They're gonna talk about Yano when we're dead. I, I need to. I need to see. I need to see Yano's Macho Man impression before I. I'm, no, I'm joking. Uh, um, Black yeah. Mike Good call. Yano would be a great snap into a Slim Jim guy, though, wouldn't he? God damn, man. He's got he like was. 15 endorsements before he even... He says, slap into a Slim Jim, then he shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well played. Well played. Well played. I'm going to go with Tomohiro Ishii as the comparison that right. I would go with as Jay Weezer. That's, that's as good as I can get. I like this match. Oh, this- man. No, Ishii is like generally like an MVP of like tournaments. I would say it'd be one of the older like... Uh, Previous world champions, you know, because that's like Jay Lethal's role. Uh, previous world champions is going to give you a good match, but he's going to lose like every single one of them. Like, um, like a Hanma, not 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 Hanma, but um, a lot of the guys. Those yeah, guys Kojima. ain't even in the G1 anymore. Kojima. No, but that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, when we first started, they were still hanging on. He's like Takahashi. <laughs> no, no, he is no Yujiro. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. No, I'll go Tenzai. I'll go Kojima. That's fair. He is no Yujiro. Yeah, Kojima. That's perfect. He's yeah, Kojima. Kojima feels like that's the perfect one because it, it feels like this is towards the end of Jay's career. Both former world champions, both here to cough up points. I can go with that. Uh, all right, and then. Main event time, we had um, the Patriarch Christian Cage. <laughs> God damn it, I love that. Um, damn, that motherfucker's good. Definitely the greatest Christian Cage gimmick um, 
yes. of all time. Yes. And, uh, and it's versus not even Adam close. Copeland. And I mean, I could not have predicted like Christian rizzing Nick Wayne's mom. I never, I didn't see that coming. Uh, but he totally rizzed the shit out of her. And uh, he's going to, I don't know. This, this is great storytelling stuff, but uh, the re- long story short, it comes down to Christian Keating and Nick Wayne's mom, uh, Sh- Shanna, is that her name? Shana, I Shana, think. Shana, yeah. S-H-A-Y-N-A. Shana, and uh, she grabs the belt. I clock, found her only fans. No. No. Okay, hang on. Hold the fuck up. One, <laughs> I, just, I need that link. And two, okay. how are you talking shit? Let me well, just say, I looked her up last night. Hey, one, you're welcome. Two, JCB, I'll send it to you. I was like, man, this chick looks. I was like, man, this chick looks old. And I look her up, and she's four years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for talking like, shit. Oh man, is that what I look like? I, I'm kidding. I have no idea how old she is. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, sorry. Continue. No, but, uh, overall, uh, I mean, you know, they gave us kind of what we wanted. Like, uh, I keep wanting to call him Edge. Uh, Copeland got his oh, hands on. Yeah, yeah. Edge got his hands on Christian. Beat the shit out of him to start out the match, which is what we've been, you know, paying to see, right? Because Christian's been running away from him this whole time. And, um, it, it was it was fun. Uh, they had a good wrestling match, and then there were some heel shenanigans. But uh, yeah, uh, overall, a fantastic main event to cap off. Uh, really, I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about it, but it was a loaded show. Loaded um, show. It was great. Yeah, it was really great. Um, I, I, I I hate to always agree with you guys on this one, but yeah, this was. I mean, like I really, said, really I watched good. it front to back. It was a jam packed two hours. I wanted to see every match. Everybody, you know, uh, really. Gave it their all. There was one pretty good angle where I was pleasant. I was happy that they went the way they went and said the opposite. It was really good, man. No, uh, Christian Cage is has been doing amazing work as one of the big heels, if not the top heel in AEW. Um, once Shayna uh, Wayne came down, that's like I said to me. I was like, okay, this is going to be the heel turn. Because in my head, I was thinking, all right, Luchasaurus has been ran down. Uh, Nick Wayne's out. So, realistically, in kayfabe style, style. there is nobody for Christian to have his back. Nobody that can come out and perform the fuckery. So, I'm just waiting. The match is going on. It's a really good match. And then once she came down, I was like, oh, shit. Here we go. I was disappointed i was like ah it's like i have no problem with it i i would have rather been a wrestler nope this is the perfect person to do it oh wow really she watched her son she watched her son oh you guys watched her son get that work you guys both like this you love it i i love it i thought i was i was not expecting it and it's so gross It's going to be a train wreck for the rest of the time they do this. They need to pay it off with Christian marrying her. Or by courting her or something like that. Wrestling marriage of all time. Yeah, I I would totally be down for that. I'm completely serious. No, I'm dead ass serious too. It's called the patriarchy for a reason. So you need a mother and a father. They need to have cook them up and you keep them together for as long as possible. Christian needs to adopt him, dude. 
Oh, yeah. All for it. And get and get her pregnant. All for it. Run this Huge run this size. motherfucker into the ground. I am here for the chaos. I mean, yes. I, was, I was not. I guess I'm kind of working myself into a shit. <laughs> I'm over here like, yes. I mean, I, when, when I watched it, I was not a fan of it at all. I mean, I, I didn't mind, I didn't mind shenanigans at the end of it. Her performance was really bad. Um, I didn't expect her to be come in and, you know, make but, me believe that she really knocked wh- out Adam wh- Copeland. Why is she running down to the ring? To hit somebody, but then she gets in the ring. She doesn't know which one she's going to hit. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah, I wasn't judging the performance. You, I mean, you, those are all valid criticisms. That was just, uh, it was the outcome that I was not expecting. She can run down to the I ring every time she wants to. I'm just saying. Number one. <laughs> which nope, I nope. just realized <laughs> that, that Christian Cage named, he, he didn't even come up with a new name. Like, that's his finisher. <laughs> <laughs> he named him as finisher. I yeah. didn't even put two and two together. That's no, so he even said that during the promo. He goes, he goes. Luchasaurus has been finishing things for me for a while. He's yeah. like, he's my finisher. He's kill switch. switch. Well played. Uh, better, man. better name uh, for somebody Christian than Cage. the unprettier, but that's still what I call it. I still call it the yeah. unprettier. I like the unprettier better, but that's just me. Either way, uh, Christian Cage. Cage. Yes, go ahead. Give him his flowers. You go first. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, uh, as far as, like, must-see TV, there are very few wrestlers where I feel that I need to watch every segment that they're on. And Christian Cage is absolutely one of them, no matter, like, who he's feuding with. Uh, <laughs> you just, A, you never know what he's going to say. And it's not just edgelord shit. Like, some of it is you know, dark for the sake of, of being dark, but uh, he also just, his delivery, the way he carries himself. Uh, even his like, GP I, is must-see shit. Exactly. So I can't even imagine. I know, I was there for it. I watched it whenever he was uh, a babyface, and he was like, he had Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, and like, you know, we were enjoying that. Like, he had some really great matches, and then was like a trio, and, uh, you know, he had some great singles matches. He had that that run as impact champion and uh it, it was all really good like uh but it is nothing in comparison to this like he's he's one of the best things of 2023 when he ran his daughter off of the set <laughs> that was it that's when i was like oh this motherfucker feels like a long a time ago level. too I mean, he's really been doing he's been doing work for yeah, a while. That's what I'm saying. When he ran that girl off, I was like, "Oh, this is it. That's that's the man. <laughs> Give him his flowers." So yeah, Christian Cage has been a, a great addition to AEW, and I, can't, I always remember him coming in. I was like, "Man, Christian Cage, what the fuck?" Who said that? What? When he was a, a initially debuted, and I can't remember what show it was, and it was not received very well. And everybody's like, well, not everybody, but a lot of people on Twitter was running the the pick down or whatever the case, but the signing better choice of words. And Man, now, I you have know, a, a year drop. and a half later, it's just I have amazing. a drop on my phone that I almost considered putting on tonight, but I went with that one from Dewey Cox instead. <laughs> but um, there is a drop that I have where Christian Cage is talking about wrestling twitter and how terrible it is and how toxic it is it's really funny uh he fuck it yeah he fucking rules 
one of my all-time favorites. I've been on the Christian train for a long, long time. Love him. He's peaking. He's peaking late. Ah, shit. <laughs> Better wait than never. Like I said, shit, this motherfucker's on one. I, I'm here for it. I can't wait for him to just wreck havoc with Shayna Wayne next to him doing this shit. This is going to be great. All right. Uh, that'll do it for our three count. Uh, five pretty good hours of television. Nine. No, sorry. Ten pretty good hours of wrestling television this week. Ten pretty good hours. Uh, hang on, five. And that's not even counting NXT, which is pretty good. You carry the one. <laughs> Speaking of NXT. One, two, three. All right. Um, Zach, did you get a chance to watch NXT the program? No, I'm, I've been really bad about it lately. Yep, that's all right. Um, we can get straight into the predictions unless because everything that we're going to talk about here that happens on the program – is going to be talked about. I, I'm assuming so. Minus Chase U. Yeah, Chase U was making fun of Jim Harbaugh, which I Holy appreciate. fucking shit. That's great. Where Andre Chase is now currently embroiled in a uh, uh, controversy where he has been embezzling funds from Chase U to pay for his gambling habit. <laughs> and he's in deep. <laughs> and he's in really deep. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. God he called damn. a press conference. Dude, is that fucking segment. With all the just... Chase U students. <laughs> the some of you pissed. won't be able to graduate. She's like, what the fuck? Dude, it's amazing. It's it's That and Carmelo and Trick are my two favorite angles on NXT right now. So, let's get into some predictions and we can hold... Zach's hand through this. Zach, you, you, heard- you, you hold his hand through this shit. Zach, That's your relative. Zach, you've heard of all these wrestlers, I promise. Uh, <laughs> Nathan Frazier versus Axiom in a match on the kickoff show. Uh, Zach, why don't you go first? Actually, you know what? Because you didn't watch it. I'll go first. I have no idea who's going to win this. They kind of started off having a match. Okay, hey, hold on. Don't, don't give me any handicap. Just let me go first because I, I know nothing right now. All right. All right, Dabo. I might, I might agree old, with you. The old Sam Mall trick. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Mr. Yeah. Perfect. You're going to run the table now. Zach, who do you got? Nathan Frazier. Um, he's really good. I always really enjoy him whenever I see him. Actually, he's like super dope wrestler. But uh, he's, maybe I'm thinking like too much like Tony Khan, but he's like he's a math guy that's always fantastic. You can beat him every week. Doesn't matter. Wow. Uh, That's fucked up. Jason, who you got? That's some fucked up shit. Um, I'm with you. I have no idea who's going to win this. Um, A part of me is I'm just going to go with my gut. Nathan Frazier was my gut feeling coming into it. He does the Phoenix Splash as his finisher. Obviously, that has some tingling to my heart. Uh, shout out to my boy Brett. We'll be doing a couple shows in the next couple weeks, but I'm going to yeah, go with Nathan, Nathan Frazier as the winner. Uh, Axiom just kind of there for me. Yeah, I'm going with Nathan Frazier also just because it feels like um, he's more of a seriously uh, they're, they're a guy that they take seriously. Probably a guy that they can see in the title feud at some point. So uh, I'm going to take Nathan Fraser also. Uh, um, so coming up next. So there's gonna, there's two matches here, Zach, that have five wrestlers apiece. Good luck. And, oh, yeah, it's the, the Iron Survivor. 
Yeah. Ah, so, so let's go with the women's iron survivor here. Zach, you can go first. Uh, we got Tiffany Stratton, uh, Lash Legend, Blair Davenport, Kalani Jordan, and Fallon Henley. Uh, who do you got from <laughs> least the most? <laughs> least the most. Flash uh, Legend, uh, sorry. Um, Kalani Jordan, Fallon Henley, Blair Davenport, Tiffany Stratton. God dang it. You know, I let you go first, and you picked exactly... <laughs> the way that I'm, the way that I'm picking, it's like God damn it! I had just written them all down, <laughs> and then I started writing yours down, and you had the exact fucking same. Oh, are you gonna it's great mind, gonna back know. me up? Yeah, I you watched, just watched I, that. Happen, I watched right? it. I watched him do it. <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable. That's great. Uh, I have the exact same. <laughs> Jason, who do you got? Uh, least to most, let's go uh, Kalani Jordan as least likely uh, as babyface. I don't see her getting a babyface versus babyface title match. We'll go last, last legend next. Uh, her slamming Otis was really good, but I don't think that's going to equate into a NXT title match. Um, who am I missing? Fallon Henley next. Um I just think she's probably somewhere in the middle of all this. I'm going Tiffany Stratton as second most likely to win. She's had her NXT run. Um, we've already seen her and Lyra go at it. I don't think we're going back to it. The one person we haven't seen, and I've kind of been waiting for patiently, is the one that's going to probably win this, at least in my mind. Heel versus Babyface, Blair Davenport has been quietly not been doing much, and I think it's time for her to get a little spotlight on this Joker. I got Blair Davenport winning the women's Iron Survivor match. Blair Davenport looks like that chick in the trailer park whose sister is a hairstylist. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You got that blonde. It's so... Stop. Stop. It's so so Hoosier, dude. Stop, dude. (laughs) Let that girl live. It is so Hoosier. Great uh, Clips is taking shots. <laughs> right. Uh, we have Roxanne Perez. Oh, shit, my hand. <laughs> Roxanne Perez versus Kiana James. I, I mean, I don't even know. What do you think, Zach? Uh, I don't think you take the title off Roxanne. That's great. Say that again for me, please. I said, I don't think you take the title off Roxanne. <laughs> she does not have the title. Uh, no. Lyra Valkyria has the title. So, Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, serious. I haven't watched in like two months. I know. So who do you got? <laughs> Hold on. I think you cut out there. Who do you got? I said I'll still pick Roxanne. Yeah, I'm taking Roxanne too. Jason, who do you got? Make it three. Okay. Uh... When did she lose the title? <laughs> it was a while ago. It was a long time ago, right? You were you were camping know. or something. <laughs> Or at a strip club Probably. eating chicken tenders. No, I thought that was the week that he was in uh, the hotel room <laughs> on sequestered. I, I don't know, but it sleeping in the cuck chair. I don't. I don't remember when it happened either. Uh, so, some really terrible news about Wesley. Uh, that Wesley has to have back surgery, so he is not able to be in this match against Dominic Mysterio uh, for the second pay-per-view in a row. Dragon Lee is taking the place of somebody else who got injured. So we're going to have Dragon Lee versus Dom for the North American title. Zach, who do you have? I just realized I forgot all about that Becky Lynch title run. <laughs> and title. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Sorry. I, I'm mostly through a bottle of wine here. 
Um, so what was the, the Dom- match? Dominic play? versus Dragon Lee. Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, that is very, very tough. Um, I feel like Dom is, like, totally NXT's guy. I know I've seen Shawn Michaels, like, say just amazing things about Dom. Uh, but at the same time, they're really pushing Dragon Lee. Uh, man. Um, I'm going to go with a dark horse, and I'm going to say Dragon Lee. God dang it. I'm taking Dragon Lee, too. I think it's time for a change in this story. Something's got to give. I'm taking Dragon Lee. Jason, who you got? You motherfuckers here. You guys took my goddamn pick. Uh, do I stick with it, or do I play the Zach role of, oh, I got points? Um, just for contrarian's sake, I'll, I'll say fuck it. I'll take Dom. I think Dragon Lee's going to win, but I'll take well, Dom. Well, take Dragon Lee. No, I'll, I'll take Dom. All right. Uh, we also have Carmelo Hayes versus Lexus King in the match that was just made. Uh, Zach, I'll let you go first. What was it? <laughs> Lexus King. <laughs> Lexus, Lexus King versus Carmelo Hayes. <laughs> this should be a great fucking. I'm doing really, really poorly here. Uh, Watch uh, Lexus, Lexus Carmelo, King is Carmelo Brian Pillman Hayes. Jr. Yeah. Uh, of course he is. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, I guess. Has he had any other matches? I haven't seen him debut. He's had one match. He's won it. Okay, yeah. I'll go with Lexus King because he's new. Uh, Jason, who do you got? Um, I'm going to agree with Tubeer on this one. Um, I think this kind of helps the Carmelo Hayes fall from grace storyline that seems to be happening. So, yeah, I'll take Lexus King as well. Oh, man. I mean, how can they have Lexus <laughs> King lose? I'm taking Lexus King, but I I think this is going to be more of an angle than a match. Um, don't I? Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, we got the men's Iron Survivor match. We have Dijak, Trick Williams, Josh Briggs, Braun Breaker, and Tyler Bate. Uh, wins the second chance uh, match. So, Zach, from least to most. Least to most. Um, I put Josh Briggs at the bottom. And then Trick Williams. And I'm only doing that. Like, this is kind of probably against my own better judgment. Um, and then Jack, And then I'll put Tyler Bate. And then I'll put Braun Breaker putting Tyler Bate higher than I think he'll actually land, but I, I'm hopeful for him. Uh, Jason, who do you got? Um, let's go Josh Briggs, least likely. Um, huh. I'm going to go Braun Breaker uh, next. I think him and Carmelo are on the way up. Uh, I guess you could put him, put him against Ilya if you wanted to. just doesn't make sense. He'll I uh, think it's time to start making some new stars here. Uh, in the middle, I'm going to go with Trick Williams. I think somehow, some way, Carmelo and or Lexus King get involved, so he can't win it. So we are down to, if I'm not mistaken, Tyler Bates and... Uh, Dijak. Dijak. Dijak 2. Tyler B- Yep, Dijak 2. Tyler Bate 1. Tyler Bate is on this redemption arc storyline where... 
he kind of lost a little bit. He had to go away. So now he's coming back. I think him and Ilya Dragunov would be a banger of a main event anytime, any place, anywhere. Give me Tiger Bait to win the men's Iron That Survivor. makes me feel way better. Yeah, um, I have it almost the exact same as Jason, except I have Trick Williams and Dijak flipped. I have Dijak in third, and Trick is second, most likely. Uh, there's a lot of story there. Same, though, I have Briggs last. I have Braun Breaker. It would be really boring if Braun Breaker won this. Um, what more can he do? Nothing. Call him up, man. He's got to be figured, in the Royal Rumble, I figured, right? I mean, he's got to be in the, the Royal last, Rumble. Oh, yeah. The only reason I pick him is I fear the last thing he can do is lose before Lord. he goes up. Putting Dragon off over wouldn't be the worst thing in the world by any stretch of imagination. I totally get it. I just think this is a scenario where he could do more, do something better, if you will, than uh, than just doing this. I think Dragonoff is fine. Uh, obviously, he's got Corbin coming up. Um, I think he just went to go take a piss. So while we do, it, while I'm thinking about, it, let's do it right now. Ilya Dragonoff, Baron Corbin, NXT title match. Uh, shit, I'll just keep up to the script. I'll let you go first. Three Bear, who you got? Uh, I got Dragono. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say this: as much as uh, as much as I gave Baron Corbin shit and still kind of do from time to time, I like this NXT Baron Corbin. I, I liked him when he was the Lone Wolf. I like this Baron Corbin now. The main roster uh, Baron Corbin has not necessarily been something I've enjoyed. Sad Corbin when he was getting shit on a lot. I think that was probably the funniest of the bunch, but that's just probably me just, you know, projecting my hate to Baron Corbin. Neither here nor there. I think this Baron Corbin is the best Baron Corbin, and I think he'll be a good foil for Dragunov. Hell, he, he might actually hit the uh, end of days, and Dragunov might kick out. I doubt it, because end of days is a pretty protected finisher, but yeah, ultimately I agree with you. I got Dragunov retaining, and then from that point, Dragging off, like I said, dragging off Tyler Bates sounds like a, a nice little way to kick off 2024 on the NXT side of things. Zach take dragging off also? He did. So, I'm going to spice things up a little bit. Do it! Do it. Do it. Steve I'm going to take. wants you to. I'm taking Baron Corbin uh, just because I think it would be fun. I think it would be fun to have. This is a it's a cool little dynamic these two freakazoids have with each other. <laughs> um, I liked Ilya Dragunov hugging him at the very end the other night. Yeah, I was like, fucked up. <laughs> Baron, Baron Corbin is in his bag. I say, let's spice it up. Let's have him win. Do I think he's going to win? No. Am I picking him to win? Yes. Yes. Give me Baron Corbin. I, look, I got Dominic. I got you, buddy. All right. That was my so, Bill, Bill Vagy uh, special of the week. That's a deadline, so I think the deadline is going to be Saturday night, right? Yes. All right, and we picked it all. That's going to do it for our three count. One, two, three. Any odds and ends you'd like to talk about? Uh, World Tag League uh, just finished up today, this morning, as a matter of fact. So they're doing the um, – they did it the same way they did uh, Best of the Super Juniors. So the top two on Block A advance, top two on Block B advance. The winner of Block A wrestles the runner-up of Block B, vice versa. Basically, you have make sure I'm saying this correctly. Uh, shit, I think it's War Dogs. No, take that back. Yeah, War Dogs won Block A. TMDK was the runnerup. Woo! Bishimon won Block B. Yes. 
ELP and Hikaleu were the runner-ups. So you would have War Dogs face ELP and Hikaleu, Bishimon versus TMDK. That's your semifinals. And then the final is Sunday morning. Obviously, the winners from that point will advance so I'm and face each to, other Sunday morning. I'm supposed to put an Amazon wish list on for shit that I want for Christmas, and I'm putting a bunch of TMDK shit on. Oh, yeah, I got to get their shirt. Be decked out in TMDK shit. I got to get their orange Yeah, I got to get their orange shirt, man. That, that motherfucker is jumping. It's TMDK and New Orleans Pelicans. That's all I'm rocking in 2024. <laughs> Do they have a speedo? Ooh, I would, wear a TMD, I would wear Shane Haste's face on my ass. And a TMDK speedo. I just mean TMDK across the ass. <laughs> okay, okay. See, you, you're not helping. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what they wear. <laughs> that's them, motherfucker. I don't need to see him running around in that shit. What's wrong with you? <laughs> right, Jordy Thursday is right. Uh, no, that's all I got on that side of the fence. Uh, outside of that, you know, everything's building to Wrestle Kingdom coming up on the fourth of uh, January. Do we have any more matches? Be, uh, um. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, obviously, the winner of this tournament will face Bishamon, so that really leads me to believe that Bishamon ain't going to win this motherfucker. Um, but no, no new – oh, shit, the other – I can't forget. War Dogs, right? War Dogs should win, right? I don't – if, if it's – to me, it's – I really want TMDK to finally get their fucking flowers. They lost to Bishamon three fucking times. Do not have it be ELP and Hikaleu. That's the only team I... That's to me the only no-no. Renderita turned on Shoto Umino. Renderita is now part of House of Torture. That's the other thing. What? Yeah, that happened uh, yesterday. The Wheeler Yuta of House of Torture. I don't know. That's the worst move of his career. No, I, I... my knee jerk reaction. Move. My knee jerk reaction. I was pissed off just because I hate House of be, Torture. So is he going to be in a tag team with Show? Uh, no, Show's Junior Ren's a heavy. I think Show and uh, not Show, but Ren and Shota. That's probably going to be a Wrestle Kingdom match because it feels like shit. they've gotten to that point where now they're both going to be pissed off at each other. Who's you're the Suji going to fight? <sighs> Me and Brett were talking about this today. I should still be him. It should be him, Osprey. That should be the match. We, we already seen it, though. Um, Show it to me again. Right. Um, I, th- I said eight-man tag. I'm going to stick to it. There's nobody that Suji has come across throughout Tag League to where I'm like, oh, you know, he's beefing with fill in the blank. It's It hasn't been like that. So... You probably got, what, three, four weeks to make it happen? I don't see it happening in three or four weeks. Like I said, to me, he's going to be on the card. It's just going to be an eight-man, six-man tag. Dude, Sonata needs to take Rinderita out for sushi or ramen and just be like, are you still with that bad guy? And like, you need to dump him, girl. <laughs> that is just not good. Rinderita, of all the things he could have done, out of torture. Oh. It just doesn't fit him. No. Hang on. This is what I was going to say, just to follow up to that, because I I didn't think that, but just follow the bouncer ball. All the three Musketeers have gotten in some sort of faction. Yumura's in just five guys. Suji's in LIJ. Uh, Yumura's not one of the three Musketeers, though. Okay, but just 
see what I'm saying, though? To me, he's the fourth musketeer. He's the fourth beetle. Yeah. Okay, but still in that line. Now, Renda Marita is in that house of torture. So now you're basically setting up the future with young guys that ultimately could take over these individual factions. So you're looking down the line. I don't necessarily think this is a great thing right now, but I think if they have Ren Narita become the House of Torture leader, then they will follow his lead versus dumbass's evil lead. How about this? House of Torture should just be evil until evil's done, and then let's just get rid of House of Torture. House of Torture should not be around all the time. They should just be like this one thing. They're like, you know... Right to censor or something. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm not well, saying you love hang right out to for censor. A while. They, yeah, but they just hang out for a while. Is right should right to man, I'd love to see right to censor make a comeback. See, there you go. <laughs> just thinking about that. <laughs> In the TikTok era. Oh. There right, the go. censors got some work to do. Ooh, yeah, come on, Stephen Richards. Yeah, I was going to say in the come in on 2023, home. man, their heads might explode. Are you fucking kidding It'd be me? Be right funny now? if right the censor came back and Stephen Richards comes out and cuts a promo just like CM Punk's. He's like, <laughs> I am home. He's <laughs> 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 got Ivory and Val Venus and the Good Father standing next to him. Bull Buchanan. I'm sure there's a nice round WWE number that's coming up. You know. SmackDown 1500. Yeah, you can bring them back for shit like that. Oh, man, they were so good. Dude, Val Venus lives that right to censor gimmick now. Oh, is he a big right winger? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I love that Val Venus. I love that Venus is spelled like penis. That's just so funny. <laughs> <laughs> good old Vince. <laughs> so hey, funny, they'll man. never get this. Watch this. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things ever. We never think about it. Shit, I think about it all the damn time. You, about, <laughs> you think about it all the He's time. He's a fucking porn star, dude. Come on. Val Venus smells like penis. Yes, exactly. He, and act as a porn star. You have to take it. Banned from ringside. Hey, hey, everybody. We got some birthdays this week. Ravishing Rick Rude. R.I.P. Would have been 65. Sonny, 51. John Moxley is 38. ACH is 36. Slick. He's only 66, man. <laughs> Slick is only 66. I would have guessed 80. <sighs> Michael Cole is 55. Enzo Amore, 37. Kurt Angle, oof, best there ever was. 55. JTG, I ask you this every year. You know what JTG stands for? Uh, oh, shit, shit, shit. Now, no, this yeah, one too good. Just too, too good. good. Yeah, thank you. JTG, only 39. What? Mysterio is 49. James Ellsworth, 39. Oh, man. James Ellsworth. He that was, was a nice he was something. He, he was really good. Good good, good on him. They should bring him back. Uh, Sonny Kiss is 30. Sabu, 59. Junkyard Dog. R.I.P. Would have been 71. And friend of the show, Michael Elgin. Should I even say that? Probably. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Friend. Friend of the show. <laughs> it doesn't matter. 37. <laughs> You act like there's going to be a huge boycott on BFR. <laughs> like, like, like he's going to come find us. Hey, everybody, we know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to our podcast for my beautiful family. Check. For Tender Mahal. Check. For Murray the Murray Man. Murray. Check. For Lutra Chris. Double check. 
for Patriot Pat, Check. for Vice, Check. for Two Beers, Zach Palmer, Check. for Jason Cornelius Bell, Detroit Pitches, I am Bill Veggie, support your local weed dealer, Check. support your local restaurant, Double Check. tip your bartenders, Triple Check. call your parents, get your Christmas shopping Check. done, Black Lives Matter, and Check never that shit forget too. to boo the heels. Boo! Boo. Bitch.